Welcome to the NetPolitics podcast, and our guest today is Scott Charney, the Corporate Vice President for Microsoft Trust and Computing Group. Scott, thanks for being with us. Thank you for the invitation. So Microsoft uh, has been active recently in promoting global norms for state action in cyberspace. It has an important paper that lays out six norms. Explain a little bit about why Microsoft got into this area and why you decided to take on this project. Well, one of the things that we've seen, of course, is increased government offensive activity on the Internet. And it's interesting that in times of warfare, there's the Geneva Convention. There are rules by which countries um, exercise restraint when achieving military objectives. But there's no Geneva Convention for times of peace. And as you see increased activity on the Internet, the question becomes when should governments exercise self-restraint? And so we looked at you know, some of the principles of the Geneva Convention, like proportionality and discreteness. And when you apply that to what we call activities that are short of war, you realize that the same logic applies. For example, if a country attacks critical infrastructure in times of peace, it means citizens can't call emergency services if they're having a heart attack. And so we started thinking about government self-restraint in um, this Internet environment. And one of the norms that's that's promoted is uh, the state should have a clear policy for handling vulnerabilities in tech products that reflects a strong mandate to report them to vendors rather than to stockpile or exploit them. You know, one of the conditions, at least in arms control, has been that norms uh, are enforced through transparency and, and verification. And that seems to be a broad problem across cyber generally, but in particular for this this type of norm, how would we know if a state was uh, exploiting or stockpiling these type of vulnerabilities? Well, to some extent, it is very difficult in cyberspace to do attribution. And I have seen people propose norms on, for example, the creation of cyber weapons. And my view is that's not a realistic norm because you create a cyber weapon under your desk. That said, um, it is true that we're all dependent on the same products and technology. And when governments hold back sharing vulnerabilities with vendors, it means that the whole planet is at risk. And so this is why we believe that government should have a bias for defense. And the way you would measure it in part is what are governments reporting to vendors so that they can fix it and make everyone safe. And you know, when you see governments engaging in offensive activity, which is sometimes widely reported in the media, and say, but those governments never share anything that enables us to protect people, you will get a sense of what governments are actually engaging in an equities process and which ones are not. One of the other norms that's listed in the paper is a a norm against proliferation of uh, offensive capabilities or or other attack capabilities. This one has been fairly controversial most recently because the State Department was considering putting some cybersecurity offensive capabilities on the munitions list. There was kind of a a blowback from the research community in particular that was afraid that uh, some offensive capabilities are are also used for for research and for defensive purposes. So how how do you work out that norm without uh, quashing research and the defensive side? Well, I think we need to be clear on what that norm is. And say something a little bit radical. You know, in the Internet, often uh, actors hide behind this cloak of non-attribution that it's hard to attribute source. But when you think about it, in the kinetic world, often when you're engaging in offensive activities, you actually don't try to hide 
the fact that you are involved. You know, military aircraft have flags on them, and you're acting supposedly with moral and legal authority to do the kinetic things you do. And if that's true, why wouldn't that be true in cyber? For example, if you are using a cyber weapon with moral and legal authority to address some wrong, why wouldn't you say, and it was us, because we're standing up for this principle? It doesn't mean that governments will always act with attribution. But the idea that they should never act with attribution is not right either. The issue of export controls in the Wassenaar Agreement is a little bit different. The real challenge is that intrusion software is not regulated under the proposed rule, but proof of concept code that researchers might share so that others can defend the planet is covered. And the real problem is technology is dual use. And when you start to regulate the technology, you have to look at the unintended consequences on the defensive things that people do. And so as I read the Wassenaar proposal, if you create a cyber weapon, you can distribute it globally and give it to other you know, foreign nationals in the U.S. what would be a deemed export because intrusion software is not covered. But if you create proof of concept code and you want to give it to a foreign antivirus vendor so that they can protect all their customers, now you've got to get a license. That just seems out of kilter. Just to ask about this attribution on the for the governments, would that be necessarily a statement or could it be technical? Could there be something in the code that says this is the U.S. military and we're, we're – uh, we're following through on this. Attack. You could absolutely put something in the code, but more importantly, you know, um, I was a co-chair of the CSIS Commission on Cybersecurity, along with uh, G- retired General Radicke and uh, two members of Congress. And one of the conclusions of that group is that in this cyber world, all cyber events will not necessarily met, be met with a cyber reaction. You know, sometimes there are other tools, whether they be economic, and some countries have been clear that a cyber attack might result in a kinetic response. And you know, if they did that kinetic response, they wouldn't try and do it without attribution. So why in the cyber world would you say we wouldn't attribute? So it's not necessarily about putting something in the code. It might be something as simple as, you have attacked us, this is our response, that was us. Why wouldn't countries think that way at times? Scott, thanks very much for being with us. Thank you.